along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink, and with me all the way in her cellar <laughs> is the blonde bell, bombshell herself, the queen of the undead, <laughs> Anne Carrigan. Well, hello. I'm the queen of the undead. Why not? <laughs> I like zombies. It's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. you like zombies? Okay, I watched this last night. Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice, zombies. Jane, I, uh, Austin, Jane and Austin meets zombies. Yeah, I have not seen that. I really need to watch it. It's it's very fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the lo- trailers. I've seen it's the a trailers, love story. It's a love story and it has zombies, so it's weird. Oh, it's got to be good then. I guess. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's funny. Yep. Do you know what tomorrow is? Yes, I do. It's Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. That's right. That's Look right. how on top of things I am. Yeah. Well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking about it for like, oh, I don't know, two weeks, something like that. So Yes, it's his birthday. And, uh, you know, he was born in Boston. I do. Yes, I learned a lot about Poe uh, last year when we did our our live show um, on Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And he used to hang out in Lowell, which is even kind of cooler. Yeah, he I did. actually went to the exact same bar he used to hang out to, and I did an investigation there too, which was kind of cool. He oh. didn't come through, but it was cool. <laughs> well, that's but, that's awesome. Yes, he he. Definitely led a uh, colorful, colorful life. Tragic uh, life, I think. Tragic. See where, see where his darkness came from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his parents both died mm-hmm. when he was very, very young. Married his cousin. They were, yeah. They were actors, the parents. And uh, I think the father just took off. And then the mother died. And yeah, very, very true. Yeah, he did marry his cousin. His but, much you know, younger cousin. cousin. <laughs> but, you know, that's that wasn't a big thing when you think about it, because since most of the royalty in, in Europe married each other and they mm-hmm. were all cousins in one thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it, it, was, it is what it is. Yeah, it wasn't unusual then. Right. Uh, and today, today, of course, is the time when since 1949, the Poe Toasty would go to his grave and it leaves three roses and a cognac bottle, half a bottle of cognac. It, 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 well, he went in the middle of the night, though. Yeah, today is the very, 18th. He would very go. Early, uh, very, very early morning hours, right? No, it, but, yeah. Well, it, they say tonight is the night of the post. Right. So right. If La- you... But last year they had a new Pope toaster. 
Well, they had a, what they call a faux po toaster. And if if you read, I actually I put this post this whole thing in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. If you read about it, it's all about the po toaster. Yeah. And uh, if you you haven't read it, you can go on to our Facebook page and the newsletter is there and you can just click on it and you can read that article. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, if you want to get it sent to you directly, just go to my website, which is the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. That's ghostproject.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter and you'll get it right to your handy little iPhone or yeah, I was going to say computer, but more people come to the, to the openings now. Mobile device. Yep. There you go. So anyways, uh, we do have a guest in the show, so we don't want to dwaddle too long. But I thought I really wanted to do something really, really nice because of Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. Okay. So I found this lovely poem that he wrote, and it's called Spirits of the Dead, Mm -hmm. which fits in with the show, doesn't it? It certainly does. So we're going to do it now. Are we ready? All right. And and don't worry, folks. It's not as long as... Raven. Thank God. Thank God. We did that last year. It took us quite some time. Right. Go ahead. Just let her rip. Okay. This is Spirits of the Dead by Edgar Allan Poe. Thy soul shall find itself alone mid dark thoughts of the gray tombstone, not one of all the crowd to pry into thine hour of surgery. Be silent in that solitude, which is not loneliness, for then the spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are again, in death around thee, and their will shall overshadow thee. Be still. The night, though clear, shall frown, the stars shall not look down, from their high thrones in the heaven, with the light like hope to mortals given. But their red orbs, without being, to thy weariness shall seem, as a burning, as a fever, which would cling to thee forever. Now our thoughts thou shalt not banish, now our visions ne'er to vanish. From thy spirit shall they pass no more, like dewdrop from the grass. The breeze, the breath of God is still, and the mist upon the hill. Shadowy, shadowy, yet unbroken, is a symbol and a token. How it hangs upon the trees, a mystery of mysteries, quoteth the Pope. There you go. There you go. Van Helsing, you did a fabulous job with that. I did? You did. Must have been a mistake. You didn't stumble once. It was great. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. You didn't massacre it like you usually do. Thank you. (laughs) Use that creepy little thing. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, she kind of annoys me. She's yeah. Anyways, we have a guest in the show, and uh, it, it is the new year, and when we look to the new year, we want to know what's going to happen. You know, we got a new president, we got a lot of little things going on. So I said, who can tell us about the new year? And then I said, aha, my favorite astrologer, New Hampshire astrologer, Dorothy Morgan. Hi there. Is that my cue? <laughs> Hi, Dorothy. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> hey. Nice. Now, if you had asked me whose birthday was tomorrow, I would not know. <laughs> I would have uh-huh. to go look in my software and see. Uh-huh. We should have th- we should have had you do a, cha- a chat up for Edgar Allan Poe. Can you do chats for dead people? Uh, absolutely. You can? Yeah. Sure oh. can. I bet you he's probably in here. Edgar, E-D-G-A-R, correct? Yeah. 
Edgar Allan Poe. Let's see if he is in here. He could easily... Nope, he's not in here. Well, ah. I'm surprised. This software has, like, thousands of people. Am I in it? You are Because <laughs> <laughs> I put you in it. Oh, <laughs> you have a sweetheart. Uh-huh, you're in here. You're saved, man. I saved you. I got to know what, you, uh, uh, what you're about. Because, you know, I think we have an eclipse coming up that's right on, right near your birthday. It is. You know? Yeah, it, it, I think so. But, you know, I'll look while I'm talking and, and see. Yeah, we, I'm a Gemini. Do two things we'll, at once. <laughs> I'm more interested in what's coming up for the new year and, and everything that's cool. And, uh, you know, first of all, if somebody's uh, interested in finding more about you, Dorothy, how could they do that? They can do that at nhastrologer.com. Okay, and so the... On there, yep, just the NH, like New Hampshire, astrologer.com. And I do videos, like, throughout the month on astrology forecasts. That's all on my website. It's on YouTube as well, but you can just get there through my website. And written forecasts, I just, uh, this evening sent out the forecast for the upcoming new moon in Aquarius, which is on January 27th. Ah, and that is new and innovative. Yeah, the sun goes into the sign of Aquarius tomorrow, so we're officially in the middle part of winter, the second the second zodiac sign in the season. So we're we're fixed, it's strong, we're really heavy duty into um winter in the northern hemisphere. And so you know, not, not that's not the biggest news of the year by any means. <laughs> but that's, you know, that means it's almost here. over. No, <laughs> no, we got a couple more weeks. Once we get to like February 10th, I think, or something, and there is is when the middle of February is sort of halfway through. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right. Or, anyways, so some of the stuff that we have going on this year, there's just multiple, multiple things, and so I'll focus on some of the eclipses and a few other things that are going on. Um, lunar eclipse on February 10th, and when we have a lunar eclipse, that's a full moon eclipse. We're not going to be able to see it from here. We are going to see an eclipse in August, and I'll get to that shortly. But um, the full moon eclipse that we have, eclipses are full moons or new moons, and they always create more energy because everything is lined up. So when we have eclipses, the sun, the moon, the earth are all lined up, and it creates an extra draw and an extra pull, and we know that. We can just see that through through weather, through animal behavior, through the tides. And so when we have these eclipses, things um, become more heightened. And so the first one we have this year in Leo. And so when there's this full moon eclipse, suns, Aquarius, moons, and Leo, Leo creates the need for drama and attention. And it's so funny. Must be Facebook. (laughs) What? Must be Facebook. (laughs) Well... It's also Donald Trump's Mars. The Mars in his chart is at really? uh, right about it's right around 26 degrees of Leo. And we have another eclipse in August that's at um, the exact, it's exactly on um, a point in his chart. He's, he is an eclipse person. He was born at an eclipse as well. And so really? when somebody's, yeah, he's born just a couple hours um, after an eclipse. Or before, I don't know. It's within two hours of an eclipse. I can't remember which way. Mm-hmm. And he is so he he people who are eclipsed people, they tend to make a difference in the world. And sometimes it's maybe just in their own community, but make a big difference for a lot of people. 
and uh-huh. this eclipse is on his uh, on his Mars, and so it creates the need for attention and the drawing mm-hmm. of attention to ourselves, which is you know no kidding, right? Yeah, so, I know it. <laughs> but it creates the drive that he has to be a business person that he's been. And, you know, it's not political co- commentary here. I just, you know, it just... No, it's you're just reading astrology, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So we're seeing uh. his personality, and this eclipse on February 10th is smack dab on it. So it really is going to make um, a difference, um, because this is more, he's just drawing so much attention. We've never seen the attention like this on presidential mm-hmm. stuff. It's usually pretty pretty high, high attention, but it's more than that. But mm-hmm. on a personal level, because we want to know about us, not really about him. Sometimes mm-hmm. he gets That's a lot right. of attention. And so what for, for me, what for you, if we're feeling the need for attention or we're feeling stressed because somebody else is, is being overdramatic, you know, what do we want to do? The best place to break from any of this kind of stress is to play, because Leo loves to, be, to play, to be creative, to have a great time. So if you're feeling tension and stress... My type of people. Huh? <laughs> My type of what? people. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, have fun. So when life yeah. gets tough, we should just go out and play and lighten up the situation. And that's, that's you know, in a nutshell, what, that's, what that eclipse is about. The second eclipse in February is a new moon solar eclipse in Pisces, and it's connected with, with Neptune and all of this real spiritual high uh, energy, high energy in, in the sense of spirituality. But it's overwhelming in emotion. But since it's a new moon, we can't see the new moon. So since it's a new moon, we it, it's not um, out in the open. If it was a full moon in, in Pisces, everybody would be crying or acting up or whatever. We'd be, see a lot of emotion. This new moon eclipse represents a lot of internal feelings, a lot of internal emotion. And we can move through this through Pisces-type things, music, um, water, playing in water, you know, swimming um, and doing meditation. Some people will use this energy in a, maybe a little more negative way and, and do drugs or alcohol to avoid life. So it's always good and bad to everything. And so mm-hmm. this new moon sets us up, especially the people who are on a spiritual path, sets you up for something that is much more spiritual and um, to really um, get into alignment with what, your spiritual path is, what your spiritual purpose is, what emotions are going on inside of you so you can work on that if you want to. Or you can just mm-hmm. stuff them and, and not even be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> right? A lot of people right. do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the middle of, um, let me see, not in the middle, but a little further along because I, I don't have enough time to go through everything that we have going on here. But later mm-hmm. in March, we have... Venus retrograde. Now, everybody's heard of Mercury retrograde. Everybody's always complaining about Mercury retrograde, creating all their problems. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. the rest of the year, there are no other problems. (laughs) (laughs) We just blame Mercury. (laughs) When we have Mercury, Mercury is all about communication, moving through our everyday lives, driving our cars, just talking to our friends and neighbors and family. It's just everyday life and everyday living, and everybody's always giving it a bad rap. It's retrograde four times a year. It's going to be three times a year. And it's going to be, it's about slowing down, not going too fast. 
And when we try to go too fast, when it's retrograde, it slows us down because it wants us to take our time. We have an opportunity to take our time. And if we're trying to rush, when that planet's yeah. retrograde, we hit our head. We, come, we run into problems. We sign things too quickly without thinking about it. We speak out of turn. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not the end so of the world. So with so, Venus in retrograde, is that like the love train coming? That <laughs> is the love train going back. Back oh, going back. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll fill you in. She's in Aries, right? She moves into Aries. She's in Aries when she goes when she goes retrograde. Now, Venus Venus has a nine-year cycle around the planet. I believe it's nine years. And so she'll, she'll go forward for 18 months. She'll make a stop. She makes a conjunction. She, she, she matches up with where the sun is at that point. And then she goes backwards, and then she goes forward. And she does that five times in nine years. And... Well, every nine so years, it takes about nine years, and it creates a five-pointed star around the planet. It's very cool. It's very, mm. it's a really neat pattern. And so she's starting a whole new Venus cycle on March 25th when she's retrograde and connecting to the sun. So basically between March 4th when she starts this retrograde, goes all the way through all of March into the half of April. So when she's retrograde, she's not happy here. She's in Aries, she's pushy. Oops. She's Uh-oh. aggressive. Uh oh. She, she usually <laughs> Venus wants love and comfort and yeah. wonderful, and wonderful good things. And you know, think of Venus. You know, she's sexy and beautiful and wants all this comfort and wants to be treated well. And of course, she always wants to be treated well. But when she's in this zodiac sign of Aries and retrograde, she's pushy. And she wants her own way, and she feels too independent, and that creates oh. separation in relationships, not togetherness. I'm in yeah. for big trouble then. Uh oh! <laughs> All the women in my life, I'm in for a huge amount of. Trouble. You're screwed, Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, some people can use this kind of energy because some people are are very passive, and they don't speak up for themselves when they should or when they want to because they're just afraid to or it's not in their their nature most of the time just to just to let things go whatever but when we have venus in aries usually she only takes three weeks to go through that sector but when she's whenever whenever a planet's retrograde like this one it takes like it takes like three times the amount of time to go through. Usually it's around three weeks, so that was going to take almost nine weeks for her to move through the same part of the zodiac, right? So we get, like the retrograde stuff, we get to go within and look at what is working and what is not working. And it usually, because of the sign it's in, it will happen because we're feeling feisty and we're standing up for ourselves. And the people around us are not accustomed to that. And so... <laughs> They'll say, what is going on with you? What is wrong with you? And it can cause a lot of disruptions in relationships. But if a relationship has a problem and this comes up, and it doesn't have to be the lady or the lady that's doing this. It's just Venus. It's everybody has a Venus. Everybody loves. So this can be for guys, too. Um, yeah, oppor- yeah, it's an opportunity for us to work on something in your relationship if because it, something will come up. It will come up. If you choose right. to work on something, this is a wonderful opportunity to say, hey, you know what? 
okay, we've been dating for like this long and this isn't working or we've been together for this. And, you know, I really just, we got to work on this. Can we talk about this? And you figure out how to work something out. So it's a wonderful opportunity to do that. Now, here's the fun part of this for some people. Now, if you're single (laughs) (laughs) and you're out and about, Venus in Aries is, is highly sexual. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. hey, married people. That, doesn't that fit? You could do that too. Just you gotta yeah, hey, come on. Things up. Married but people have married. urges. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, I mean, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. I don't know. I'm not a married person. <laughs> I remember. But that's I but forget. the point. The, Never mind. I forget. <laughs> the point with this is, though, um, if you're single and you're mm-hmm. out and you're looking to date somebody, fine. These, these typically, when we start a relationship during a Venus retrograde, they're short-term relationships is what I'm saying. Because Venus in Aries is, yes, highly sexual. But you're going to have this physical attraction. But by the time she goes through all of all of these things that she's going through, and we also have another planet and Venus' zodiac sign, which is going to add to the mix throughout the year, this is a year of relationships that if you if you begin it, it's just going to go through this year. It's going to go through so many, like, ups and downs, like you wouldn't believe. It's just a big, <clears throat> excuse me, mix of of uh, feelings and emotions, and we're not sure what's going on. So we're going to be driven by physical drive, but then we may want to think the relationship is, is good, but then when it cools down, what's left? Can you talk? Is there stuff to talk about? Do you guys have something oh. in common besides one thing? Uh, this is oh. we'll find out. Uh-oh. Does that mean <laughs> there are going to be a lot of flings going on? Is this yeah. what's happening? <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it feels like. You, you got, you picked it up. Excellent. <laughs> wow. All right. Not You're me personally. That, Not me personally. Don't well, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I gave you a horoscope out. In fact, in my new newsletter, I put all the horoscopes in for the coming year. Yep. And I remember yours distinctly. And it said you were going to have multiple affairs. Oh, no, not multiple affairs. I don't think affairs was the word. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I get that wrong. Uh, multiple <laughs> something or others. <laughs> no, All right. Those, those, those kind of horoscopes are for fun. You know, all that's they're right. doing is picking off on your sun sign, and there's so much that's so, they're so in-depth that you could actually get into it. But mm-hmm. we also have, with all of this, too, you know, the, the reason that this Venus retrograde, you know, again, it, it helps us to redefine what we love and how we love. And so we're all experiencing, no matter what your zodiac sign is, no matter where your Venus is, where you were born, we're all experiencing this period um, starting in March, I mean, starting in February until April 15th, where we are... It is March 4th, March 4th to April 15th, sorry, um, where we're really needing to redefine and reestablish our love connection with those around us and what we value. Now, Venus uh-huh. is also money. It's also money. And since Venus mm-hmm. is going to be retrograde from March 4th to April 15th, what day is April 15th? That's tax So, file your taxes early. Okay. File them early. Yeah. File them early okay. or... They'll get lost. Well, not everybody's going to get lost, but it just seems like it's it's just a good idea. I always thought so, it was a good idea not to file taxes. 
So do you file mm-hmm. them before the, what was it, March 5th when it before first goes March, in? Yeah, before March 4th, yep. March 4th, okay. Yeah. No problem, as long as I'm getting money back. See, we're giving financial information here today. This is really good. We get, we talked about Please. love life, now we're giving financial. So I mean, <laughs> Isn't it funny that uh, Venus is equated with money and uh, love, female love and energy? It is. Female. Hmm, interesting. It is. It is. It's because Venus, when uh, with the zodiac signs, we have twelve zodiac signs, not thirteen. Mm-hmm. We have twelve, and mm-hmm. um, but when astrology has been was created, I mean, we we didn't know that you know Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were there, so planets had to do double duty, right? Because we don't have mm-hmm. enough. We still don't have enough planets to do all of them. We're trying to, Mm -hmm. people are trying to assign asteroids, some of the big, big asteroids, to some of the zodiac signs. So Venus is in charge of of Libra, which is love and relationships and partnerships. And Mm -hmm. it's also in charge of Taurus, which is the things that we value and the possessions that we have, how we earn our money using skills and talents that uh, create an income. So it is about both. And it will be a dual thing. But Jupiter, the planet Jupiter this year until until August is in the sign of Libra, and it's making some <clears throat> hard aspects to Mars and Uranus, February, March, September, in different orders here. But when this happens, this is a this is where we're trying to decide about being an individual. Am I an individual? How? Am I reliant on a relationship or am I an individual? And how does that balance out? Now, I know, Ron, you're always thinking about your relationship. You've been in a very long relationship, and you and your wife have to do whatever you do to keep the harmony in the house. But you've got that pattern down because you know each other for such a long time. But I also want you to think about other relationships that you have, and everybody can think about that. When I say relationships, this is not just your partner slash spouse. Mm-hmm. These are people like, you know, you and Maureen. You guys are in a relationship, a partnership, when you're doing this Oh, I, I kind of hate when you say that. You know that, right? <laughs> mm. friends. You're friends. It's a, it's a comfortable friend relationship. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's people, it's, it's the friends that you know well. Not your mm. acquaintances. It's the friends you know well. So even if your marriage or whatever is going perfectly fine and there's no overhaul necessary. Just well, I think it's time for a break right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since I hear the music, uh, that's a good place to stop. Uh, you're listening to Ghost right. Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And our very special guest today is New Hampshire astrologer Dorothy Morgan. And we'll be right back with more insight into the upcoming year right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Astronet, and wherever the hell else we are. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, astrologer Dorothy Morgan. Hello, guys. <laughs> Hi. All right. Ron, where'd you go? I'm here. Ron. Oh, okay. I'm here. I'm here. You didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was being polite. I know oh, my place. Oh, 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 okay. All right. I'm starting to fear the, the future. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's about freedom and truth. Come on. It's about freedom and truth. And, and yeah. information is knowledge. Nothing hurts more than truth, you know, Dorothy. You... <laughs> <laughs> Shall I continue? <laughs> yeah, so you were talking about relationships other than just being a marital relationship. It can be someone you're, you're very close to. Is, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. The, you know, any, any partnerships that you're in. That you need, you know, people that you know, someone that you you you're always you're in touch with regularly. So yeah, and those kind of like partnerships me. take work too. Like me. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I know, uh, kind of what I said, but you know, hey, <laughs> let's move along. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Moving along. <laughs> All right. So let me let me let, let's move on then. Saturn. You know at. At some point in this year, basically all of August, every single one of the planets that we call the outer planets will be retrograde. And that's, that's a rare occurrence. Always, yes. Somebody's always retrograde, but all the outer planets are retrograde. Um, and what happens with, with that is it's like, it's like a collective pause. The whole planet is, is experiencing this. So it's a collective pause where we're kind of all should be like stopping and regrouping and and just seeing where it is that we want to go from here. And this is happening all across the planet. And, you know, and so we have, you know, Jupiter retrograde, part of it, but that will be done. But the next one is Saturn. Saturn will be retrograde. 
April sixth mm-hmm. all the way to August to the end of August. Ah. And that guy's yeah, it's a long time. It, it is. It takes months and months. And so wow. when he when he is retrograde, um, what we're looking for with this is we're we're looking for um, to cultivate Saturn type things, which is discipline, patience, self reliance. You know, the kind of boring things, but they're the things that we need to create society. The things we need to <clears throat> excuse me to um, move forward. Um, the limitations and restrictions and anxiety and the things that we're afraid of, all of this is ruled by Saturn. And so when it's retrograde, we have this opportunity because we've been in fear for such a long time. Um, a lot of people are very fearful. And it's just it's a thing everybody's that. Not everybody, but it just happens. When change happens, a lot of people don't like change, especially if it's not what they're looking for. So to develop patience and self-reliance and to be responsible for ourselves, responsible for what we're doing in our own world is the way that we can slowly start to take control of what we're afraid of. Because if you just step into what you're afraid of, you can, you, you know, it makes you feel better. It's hard to do, and as much as it's hard to do, because we're all afraid to step into that. But we need to be true to ourselves with this energy and bring it bring our strengths forward bring the things that are important to us forward and work on them and this is part of what that retrograde of saturn is all about it's in the sign of sagittarius until the very end of the year and that means um, the sign of sagittarius is all about education and new education and expanding our awareness in a metaphysical way as well as a, a religious and a spiritual way. So there's a whole lot of big changes going on. The end I guess of the there year, is. Saturn, yeah, it certainly it are. It certainly is. I mean, it's, it's amazing the amount of uh, changes that are going on. Um, it's not going to feel... Everybody was like, oh, I can't wait for 2016 to be over. Because 2016, <laughs> it was hard. It was mm-hmm. a hard yes. year because... it was. We had a lot of Scorpio energy, which in Mars retrograde Scorpio, and what that represents is that brings up the real the dirt from the very bottom of the barrel. Yes. And that's why so many people felt like 2016 was difficult beyond belief, you know, beyond normal. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they're death. looking there was for lots this. Of death. Oh, it was, it was endless. Yeah. It was endless. It usually is a lot, but it just seems, it just seemed more. Right. It just exactly. seemed like more this year. And so with all the things that are overlapping this year um, and all these, these changes that we're having, these are just normal changes. These are just normal things about moving forward. And spiritually, you know, we're all here at this time. I know some people don't get into this, but we're all here. We can handle it. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but we should be. We can handle it. It's why we're here, to help others move through this and help ourselves move through this. All right, let's move on. Yeah, and we have, you know, the next planet, Neptune's retrograde June through the end of November, and that's about um, going within again. All the retrogrades, you're going to hear me say this all the time, about going backwards and going within and seeing where where we are spiritually, what our beliefs are. And we're going to do this on a personal level, but we'll also do it on a national and a global level. It's like, what, what does the world look like? What does the material world look like? Because we need, to, we, we need to bring in more spirituality, more belief, more compassion, more love for everything. It's very important to be able to do that. 
Uranus goes retrograde on August 3rd, and when that's going to be, it's going to be retrograde. It's retrograde half of the year, every year, just because actually retrograde is normal for him because he goes, out, he goes, he spins against the cycle out oh. there in the solar system. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 on he's um, not on the side like we are, but he's tipped all the way. So north and south is like east and west. Oh. And yeah, he and, and the circles and the rings around Uranus are opposite, like um, like Saturn, opposite what Saturn is. So this anyway, so Uranus. This is why Uranus gets its really funky energy from because it's about being creative and it's about being innovative and breaking free of old old beliefs and old bonds and it's very psychological um, because we want things to change. It can be very soul-centered, but it's also about bringing, stepping up into a higher vibration and looking at what is, again, good for the whole, what is good for everybody, good for the world. Oh, and We cool. have a lot of that, too. Oh, my God. I know. And it's just, it so we have a lot to look forward to this year. We do have a lot to look forward to. I think this is a, this is a really a good opportunity with all these planets retrograde, especially Uranus, we have a chance to heal some very, very old patterns in the collective with this energy. Okay. And again, you can do it in yourself too, because this is going to be a lot of individuals breaking free from patterns. And sometimes it's even from like family patterns, you know, when families, we all come in and our, we, we're taught what we're taught from our family, our parents and their parents and on and on and on. And we really need a lot of us that listen to shows like this and, and do work like this, we're sort of like the black sheep of the family. Well, there's more of us now. I mean, Ron, I'm sure that your, your world there is. We're not, we're not, we're not freak flags anymore. <laughs> you know? But it's catch it on because mm-hmm. we're breaking, you know, thousands, generations and generations and thousands of years, in my opinion, of old patterns of, of, um, poverty and lack and, and just the way of thinking. So this is an opportunity for it. And the way we see the world and, and even, you know, uh, Trump, is, Trump is here to really, to, to really just, you know, ignite that energy. So it's, it's easier to see and it's easier to heal. Hmm. And that's what's going okay. on. And it just makes some big shifts and changes. And I know I'm really making light of it because it's a big subject for a lot of people. But right, well, it, it is. But you, you know, you, you're just doing astrologically, whatever that is. Whatever I try to say. Yeah, thank you. Whatever I try to say. What he yeah, said. Yeah, what yeah. And I'm really, yeah, this, like what I'm presenting here today, I'm actually doing a workshop on Saturday. And it's going to be at least a three hour workshop. So oh. I'm really, I'm really like, chopping the heck out of this report <laughs> but you know it's all right it's what i want to do and so let me um talk about the two eclipses the other two eclipses that we have and then we can just see what else we have time for okay, um cool. full moon lunar eclipse august um august 7th there it is it's in the sign of aquarius so it's actually where really near to where the um the new moon is on Friday the 27th. So that's not too far from now, from when we're listening to this and recording this. So this eclipse, this full moon eclipse, um, brings in, um, again, more innovative ideas, creating new thoughts and ideas, removing old patterns, stepping into something that's more modern, breaking away from what's old, 
We're looking forward to, for, to create new communities, more occupied with things like um, just solar power. I don't know why I'm saying solar power, but um, more, um, um, what is it, not new age. <laughs> it's not new age. Um, I'm lost for words. Just a new way of, of powering the planet. So we're going to have a lot of uh, new and innovative um, ideas come down the pike with this type of lunar eclipse energy. Very nice. strong for creating new ideas. So if you're a brilliant person, or <laughs> even if you're a normal person, um, during an eclipse like this, we can have an amazing amount of brilliant ideas. It's in the middle ah. of the summer. Yeah, we can really uh, tap into what our higher self is all about. Now, oh, wow. the, the biggest eclipse, the biggest eclipse this year to me is when when the shadow of the eclipse is on the earth somewhere, right? Every mm-hmm. every we have at least four eclipses every year, and the shadow of the eclipse is going to go across the planet somewhere at a certain period of time. And so, the new moon solar eclipse on August 21st is path goes straight across the United States. It will be seen in the United States. NASA has some good pictures of it, but I have a picture of it up on my website, too, under my uh, forecast page. And so this eclipse of August 21st, the path starts in in Oregon and kind of diagonally across over into South Carolina. Now, wherever that path is, um, is the is where energetically there is the biggest amount of change um, in, the, in, in the world at that point. You know, we've seen them in Japan, and we've seen things happen over there and just wherever they happen to happen. Right now, when they just had some big ice storms in Kansas and um, Illinois and right across in there where they have tornadoes, and I can't remember the state right now. But um, that whole process, let me grab my, my file here. I got my pictures here. There it is. I just can't remember the states. Missouri, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee. We've already having some really bad weather there. If you had noticed on the news just the last couple of days, um, mm-hmm. severe ice storms, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so this is where it's heavily influenced, the heavy influence of this eclipse. You'll be able to see it if you're in that area. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, There'll be a heavy influence right there, and especially in the Midwest. There's something going on. It, mo- it, it, could, it could predict. It's a lot of Earth energy, so it could predict that we actually have earthquakes in the middle of the country or that there's oh, wow. a drought and the land is having problems. There's typically a lot of severe weather um, through the path of the eclipse. Now, it doesn't have to happen at the time of the eclipse, but that's just where that path is going through. So that energy pull is really strong there. Again, the shadow of the eclipse goes off across that. Mm. Right? In 2024, um, mm-hmm. in 2024, the next eclipse that we see here in this country, um, it crosses in the other direction, starts up in Maine, and goes down across um, out of Texas into Mexico, and it crosses right in that very same position. It's huh. the very same position of the Midwest, <clears throat> Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, a little bit of Kansas. Wow. So it crosses. So there's a real hot spot in the middle of our country this year, mm-hmm. 2017, and in 2024, I believe it is, 2024, yeah. And so we we need to pay attention to what's going on in that area. There's something that will go on there. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, I know, know what it is. That's we what did. it means, the hells are, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. What? Yeah. The gates of hell. South Dakota. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's not uh, South Dakota. South Dakota is way further north. Well, actually, it's really close because see, it goes through Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, a little bit of Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Phew, that's but close. It's close. Yeah. But this degree, the degree that this eclipse is twenty. That's good. No, that's good. I'm glad. I'm happy. <laughs> It's right That's on good. Donald Trump's ascendant, and the ascendant is the, the face, the face of the chart, the face of the person. So he is, in February, getting hit by this eclipse, and in August, getting hit by this eclipse. So there are many people predicting what's going on with that. I am not making any predictions, except mm-hmm. the fact that he is, there is a lot of new beginnings for him. And there's a lot that he will need to be facing. And so we, we never know what the president really has to face, so we have no clue. That's but true. But this is, this is public. This will be very public because it's on his ascendant. So there is, there are some significant shifts and changes for him. It start in February, maybe peak in August, but we'll see. And it's all wow. connecting to, as well, the chart of the United States of America. And it connects to our our chart of the USA as well. So oh, wow! So we have a. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you done? Or are you still? Go no. Go ahead. Come on. Go ahead. Ask, ask okay, because we have a, we have a question. I wanted to sneak in from chat from Stephen Scott, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, "Is 2017 a year where decisions will have longer term implications?" That's a good question. That is a good he question, has, but it depends. He always on has good questions. <laughs> That's, I need. I, I would want more specifics. It depends on the category, and is it personal? I mean, every. Oh, I get make, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Think, I mean, every decision we make isn't isn't necessarily going to have longer term, um, longer term results or significance. Mm-hmm. But if but if you but if you want it to, then you focus on what's going on weekly. I do reports like that, so you come check me out. But you 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 go with the energy of, of what's present. So if you want to create more determination in your life and you want to move away from fear like with Saturn, work with Saturn when it's retrograde and work on your particular issues that are about your responsibilities and where you may be holding some fear and how you want to get out of that, how you can educate yourself to get out of a situation or get a better job. So you that's the one way that we use astrology. Astrology doesn't, cre- doesn't make anything happen, but there are energies and there's vibrations that are present. And if you choose to use them, then you will use them in whatever capacity they are to the best of your ability and to as much energy as present. It's like, you know, it's like you don't go outside in the middle of the winter and plant your garden. Mm-hmm. You got to wait until <laughs> the spring. You see what I'm so, saying? Uh, so, yeah, so uh, astrology actually gives you uh, the best time to do things, like, for instance, to, to uh, get married, to uh, buy a big item, to, uh, you know, do different things that are, in a specific category, it it, it can it does, tell you when the good also, times are and the bad times to do that. Especially compared to your own chart, yeah. And you mm-hmm. know, in the, in the astrology chart, is the life path. It's like it's everybody thinks it's like, well, what's my purpose in your life? Your whole purpose is everything that you're doing. It's not just one thing. 
I mean, if you mm-hmm. happen to find something that you're good at and you want to focus on that, that's great. But, you know, like you, you guys, you know, you're, you're on the radio and you do all kinds of great things with all of your, your ghosty stuff, I'll say, right? You do wonderful things <laughs> with that. But you also have personal lives and interpersonal relationships with other people and other public things that you do. So all of these things are part of who we are and part of our life path. And so to make a, to, to ask a, a question, and that was a good question, Stephen, that was, you know, that was a good question, but to work with what you, you, you've dealt and work with who you are and then the energies that come along with it. That's the way, that's why we use, I, I pay attention to astrology every day because it's what I do, but um, sometimes I just make choices without knowing where the moon is. It's like, okay, where's the moon? What's going on? It's like, I have no idea. I didn't look today, you know? So I don't live by it minute to minute either, but it is definitely right. um, part I of mean, my astrology, life. astrology has been used throughout the centuries by uh, leaders to make decisions or, or to aid in decisions. Yeah. It's, you know, even, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, uh, we all know about Nancy, Nancy Reagan and, and the use of astrology yeah. in the White House then, but it, it's all through great leaders had astrologers on uh, on staff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, if, if Donald Trump was open enough for it, it would be a good idea for him to have one on staff because he's got a lot of heavy-duty transits, which can really, excuse me, kick his butt this year. And, you know, he's going to want to get through it. I mean, he will, however he gets through it, but, you know, you know how people are. I mean, these eclipses, these eclipses are really here. They are, they are here to create points of tension. So it gets our attention so we can then make the shifts that we need to make to get into oh. a better place. So they happen for okay. a reason, then. So they're, they're pushing us. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes, yeah, makes we perfect, do get pushed. Make, yeah, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the Parex chat room, they wanted me to ask you, and I already know your answer, but... Uh, you know, I had this dream, uh, which I posted on uh, the uh, mm-hmm. web, on my Facebook page about me having this dream about a car and it crashed into the love shack. And then I went was stopped to get the paper on the way to the club. I mean, and, and there the car was that I saw in my dream, mm-hmm. the exact thing. And it's not like, you know, an ordinary car. It was uh, really a, a strange model and make. And it was the same color and had snow on the roof like I saw in the dream and everything. So is, is something like that, uh, and I know that might be a little bit out of your feel, is, do you take that into consideration when you, when you deal with astrology as well, like dreaming and so forth? I don't take the dreaming in, but, you know, I am an intuitive, so I do, uh, oh, okay. you know, I do, I do okay. you know, that intuitive stuff comes in. But, you know, I would, right now, I mean, I would look at what's going on in your chart, Ron, and just see, because you're a Pisces, so you're always going to have sensitive dreams. You're always going to be sensitive to things like that, you know? So I would I would just want to see what's going on, because there's just so many different ways to um, see where the planets are compared to where they were when you were born. So... Mm-hmm. My, I, I was a, being a, a, a Weisenheimer and just said, well, they didn't follow you home, right? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what somebody else said, yeah. 
No, that was I Dorothy said that. said that. Yep. Oh, you yep. said okay. Sorry. Yeah, Dorothy said. That. Yep. <laughs> Was this last night? Is that what you said? Along with it in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah, yeah. It was. Night? It was so. The the thing was, it was just a you know a strange dream, and that you know it just yeah. this car crashed. Mess. I didn't even know it crashed until I went outside and I saw it there, and I saw the car yeah. very distinctly, very clearly, and the and the car was it was blue and it had a white roof on it, which was the interesting thing. Is you know of course it was from a dream, and so when I saw the car. It was identically to it, and I thought it had a white oh roof. That I looked, and it was covered with yeah. snow. And I said, "Oh, oh that my. explains the white." So it was. I'm looking I mean, at it, the timing. I'm, I'm going to interrupt mm-hmm. you because I know we're going to run out of time before I get to say this. I'm looking at the timing of. I, I, I move. I can move the chart around and manipulate it in mm-hmm. certain ways, in certain uh, techniques. And I'm looking, and Uranus has made has hit an angle in your chart um, last night. And so that is like a sudden, unexpected something happening at home. So really, amazing. Yeah, it's right on your fourth house cusp, and so it and so it's something that can happen. That's very private, which was in your head, right? It was in your head while you were dreaming, and nobody else had witnessed it. It was just you, and it and your home was represented. So astrologically, sometimes we can see these things, because I would Mm -hmm. and I would also say over the next couple of days. Be aware of that because it's not that somebody's going to drive into your house, but be aware of something unexpected happening around your house. It could be something, you know, big and sudden like that, or it could just be something electrical. So, oh, oh, just what oh, I need. I just, wait, I, I just went through all the water things <laughs> in my house, but everything <laughs> to do with water broke in my house. It was absolutely oh, everything. God. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, just went through the entire thing, like, like uh, you know, kitchen faucet, bathroom faucet, went to shut it off, the valve disintegrated in my hand, toilet uh, flusher, shower thing, uh, you know, the toilet overflowed. It's like anything with the water was just totally oh, my. trashed. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. So anyways. That already. I know it. That went by All right. Well, it's so fascinating. Be aware, Ron. Be aware. So let me ask you this, uh, Dorothy. Would it be possible to do a show where we could have someone call in and you could actually do a shot chat him or something like that or, or, yes. or, or find a, a quick decision for them on something? Yes, as long as they know what time they're born. Because mm-hmm. if we don't have okay. their birth time, the techniques we use are not as accurate. I, I cannot be as accurate unless I know what time a person is born. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Okay, so maybe we'll try that. If we push, you know, plan it in advance and, and, you know, get the word out mm-hmm. there and, and have everybody get all their P's and Q's together. And, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I might yeah. be intrigued because astrology is so fascinating. I mean, I'm just totally fascinated by it. And, it uh, is multifaceted. It is, it is, there are so many different levels and sides to it, and it is, it is so healing for the soul and you know you can look at it and just say hey why don't you be careful crossing the street today you know yeah, just pay nice. attention you know i mean it, it yeah i want you to stay in bed today <laughs> yeah but be careful Ron. So, i mean it just the uh, next right now right wow okay so uh <laughs> and, and i mean uh dorothy thank you so much and if once again you can reach her at how can people find you yeah nhastrologer.com nhastrologer.com. 
and that's also on our Facebook page. And you can also, she has some nice videos on YouTube and stuff and all this cool stuff. So yeah. check her out. Lots and if you need a, a personal uh, chat, she can do that too. And she's got all kinds of cool stuff. So thank and you so much. time is so good. Eclipse time is so good to do that. So, yeah, if you ever do it, do it now. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Thanks, Dorothy. Thank you. Dorothy. Thank you. Yeah, so nice to night. talk to you. Peace and light. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right, so there's another showdown on oh. YouTube. Uh, and thank you so much for reading that poem with me. And uh, till okay. next time, uh, I get no, next time is the live show, right? The TV show? Yes, next week, live show. Okay, so there you go. God so willing. till then, right, good night. God bless. <laughs> good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.